Hey guys, so this is the second part of the episode. If you have any further feedback, please let us know. And if you need someone to talk to during lockdown, we are both free. So just text us on Instagram. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys are all doing well and looking after yourselves. But yeah, thank you for listening. So we just watched Chantelle's music video that she um, directed and filmed yeah and edited and edited no <laughs> you did the whole shebang so do you want to talk more about your work and all that kind of thing <laughs> yeah um so i just showed these guys the music video that i was a videographer for which um like videographer is such a broad term because it's like you know pretty much do everything like the filming directing the editing sure. um just everything Mm. So, like, videography is just kind of capturing the moment and the event or, or whatever thing that's happening. Um, and it was, um, it was a really cool opportunity that happened. Uh, there's this artist called Etta, Etta Bond, and um, she's quite well known in, like, the London music scene. And, yeah, I woke up one day, and I had the day off, like, just happened to have the day off. And then I saw my friend has sent me an Instagram story that was, like, Edibon asking if there was any videographers around and so I replied like straight away and sent like my um sent my website over and stuff and tried to be as professional as possible and got ready like grabbed all my stuff and just went out the door as fast as possible because it was like a great opportunity <laughs> so I went to the location and she kind of like debriefed me and told me what was going to happen because I didn't even know what I was going to be getting myself into yeah um and what had happened was like on her Instagram story there was this beat that they sent out and they asked like people to rap to it sing to it like play Mm. your instruments over it and she's gonna pick her favourite eight I think it was and um like ask them to come to the studio to record it professionally and then they like pieced it all together so I was like capturing that whole thing that happened that's so cool so the song was called Surface and it was like the the main line is like tell me what's beneath your surface so she has like the her version of the song and then this was like the the surface challenge Mm. um and it was so beautiful because people were going in there and like talking about real deep personal stuff like yeah suicide mental health um like families like being diagnosed with cancer and how that's made the made them feel and like but like in in a way that was just like so musically good as well like yeah all of them had like an essence that was just like wow mm. and so beautiful to to experience and i was just like wow like i can't believe what is actually happening right now like this yeah. is fucking amazing content like here I was with just my one camera, <laughs> like recording it from one side, running to the other side, and like shooting the mm-hmm. it, and then um, like trying to just like capture as much as I could, and it was just such a good vibe. Like it was so beautiful, and the energy in there was so crazy. It was like, like magic just happened, and it yeah. just flowed so beautifully. And um, yeah, I went back home, and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> that was like when I was like really hard out into everything and like really trying to become like a videographer and like well known Mm. like I've always wanted to have my own media company um Mm. and yeah like that was such a a beautiful experience but yeah like over over, I guess over the years I could say because it's been a few years since then um like videography it's always it's been an interesting journey for me because like I've used like the same camera for like the longest time and um 
like in this day and age, you know, like people have got like fancy stuff like drones mm. and like people edit themselves and it's kind of like it's it's really tiring if you're trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. I find anyway. Um and there's so many different things to like take into consideration that you don't really think about as well. Um and like you have to find the client and then like pitch the idea to them and then like you give them your price and then they don't have the money or like mm. they, and so you have to like lower your price because you're like fuck you know and it's like this this constant game that goes on and on but as time has gone on I'm like fuck I don't actually want to do that anymore like I've recorded okay. and filmed some amazing things like the Wingman Festival that happened on the Great Barrier Island I was like the videographer for that and like created the promo video for it and I'm like super proud of it but that was the last project that I did and I and I don't really want to do anymore mm. after that, not right now, so I've taken a step back from freelancing and like work for a media company now, which is amazing. I don't know how the heck that happened, but it did. I just like trusted and just believed like mm. in between like realizing I didn't want to do freelancing anymore. I, I, I noticed how much tension and stress it was causing me like within my body as well. Like just the struggle to, to even just like I'm, I'm doing so much but the the paycheck just doesn't cut like it doesn't even make minimum wage you know it's like yeah. why am I doing this and it, it's always a thing of like yeah it may be a great opportunity but like you know you still got to eat as well so like if yeah. they don't have the money you just got to be like cool all right someone else will come along and they'll have like mm -hmm. the, the the money and the opportunity because like although it is like passion and stuff it's still like you know you got to eat and I feel like trying to make money from your passion in some ways like takes away the passion a lot for sure yeah um, but i'm happy with like my job at the moment like i don't have to think about anything like i'm in like i work in the office sometimes i work in the field and i'm like i'm in there and then i'm out like i don't have to think about yeah. anything else yeah. it's really interesting like some like some of the projects that i've done it's almost like like when i was going through the transitional phase of realizing that i didn't want to do freelancing anymore my friend asked me to, like, one of my really good friends in the UK, she does media as well, and she feels like a lot of, like, we have these conversations often, and she's, like, same as me, like, we're both kind of like, oh, like, we have really good intentions, we want to create these amazing things, change people's perspectives and minds, and, like, show beautiful stuff, but it's just, like, in reality, like, that doesn't really pay, you know, that doesn't, yeah. that's not, like, you got to have your own money. Like, you got to yeah. save money and then fund your own projects, you know? Like, I do see, like, maybe a career change happening for me eventually, like... Or not necessarily, maybe... I, I want to do something that I feel like has a little bit more substance in a way. Or maybe just, like, spend more time doing things, like, for the earth. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I want to be, like, planting trees and, like, mm -hmm. being out there and, like, working in like with the ground and like mm -hmm. the soil and yeah just like creating stuff that's going to be long lasting so do you still want a media like your own media company um i don't know what like would your like dream company be like like what would you be doing like <laughs> if i had like a, a dream like a dream company i think it would still be media but it would be like creating stuff that actually matters you know like right like um like documentaries about like educational things so mm -hmm. i had like these these principles that i wanted to follow which is like i wanted to express freely change people's perspectives um promote independence and i 
can never remember the fourth one, so I don't know if maybe I should, if I should just drop that, but um, there was like these guidelines that I wanted to do and I wanted to make sure that all of my projects like ticked all those boxes. Right. Um, so yeah, I just don't want to create like something that can be thrown in the bin, yep. like mm. an advert, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if it's going to be an advert, it's going to be one with meaning that people will remember. Yeah. Mm. Like I want it to be something that people will remember like that's that's what I believe mm. makes good media I suppose yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my dream one yeah that's how it would be and it would be like a lot more women yeah, involved right, yeah. and a lot more people of colour involved because that's just lacking in the industry like Definitely. if I, I go on set like, I've done like a few a bit of extra work and it's just like all white men it, it, yeah, yeah me too when I was and I was like oh. <laughs> so many of them yeah the only woman was two white women and they were doing like the coffees yeah and the outfits yeah, yeah. Mm. it was just like like we're only gonna be seeing anything from their perspective and yeah. their perspective is so limited and we've seen it before like <laughs> yeah we need yeah mm. so many times yeah so it's like whenever I kind of feel like down or like self-doubt or something i'll like watch that music video <laughs> yeah and i'll listen to it and i'm yeah. like geez that was such a amazing experience yeah. it was like so authentic and raw and it was yeah. like people just fully expressing themselves mm -hmm. and like, it's like just, eight people being like super vulnerable that's yeah. such a vulnerable place like to be. on oh like show as well. yeah yeah it was beautiful yeah. i find that like interesting like people like living like their passion or like making their creativity like also their job because mm. like I am so creative and I love painting and I love art so much but I'm like I always think about like how much I actually want that to be like what I make money from because like just the even the concept of like making art for money just like feels kind of wrong to me but then it's like if I could then why would I spend time doing something I didn't want to do when I could be doing my thing th the thing that I love so mm. like all the time so it's like mm. always like this like oh I don't yeah. know we'll see but like yeah yeah because it almost loses like some of its like value when you put money on it that's a, yeah that's the thing like you gotta find your own thing like yeah it makes sense to make money from doing something that you love but it's also like you don't want to take that passion away and it's like mm. you said like it, it it takes something and it just doesn't feel that right anymore and mm. i feel like that's what it started to get like for me and mm. yeah. someone sent me this one tiktok and there was this person talking about how in i think they were indian in india like art is everything like when you do like henna it's on your body like your clothing is art like buildings are art like art mm. is like is life and it's like ingrained into everything that you do um, and it's not like a separate thing, but then just talking about how like in the Western world like art is like a separate thing Like completely different yeah. to what we live like it's like another thing mm -hmm. like, Yeah, and I find that so interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's so much pressure these days as well because of like Social media and like everyone's like I got my own business and stuff like that <laughs> for sure But it's like not everyone is an entrepreneur, you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. During that time where I was like no longer doing freelancing like I was doing agency work and I literally did anything like from like cleaning schools to like fucking, I I'm not even gonna say that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm like interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was it was actually like an okay job. Like it was the, my I'll get to my point, but I was um doing. <laughs> it sounds really weird. In this like space where. 
they empty period bins. Oh. Um, yeah. Which isn't anything to be ashamed of or anything like that, because ultimately I was, like, still making money. Yeah. And, like, still going home yeah. and, like, paying my bills and paying for food mm. and stuff. And, like, during that time, it just really taught me, like, it actually doesn't matter really what you do, like, in some ways, like, you know, if you want to go in from a place of trying to make money from my passion and, like, not really earning any money, then going to a space where I was earning so much more money doing shit that didn't, like, make me, like, that wasn't I wasn't passionate about, but still finding, like, the joy in that and... Mm having more money I was like fuck why was I doing that <laughs> you know yeah. like I was struggling so hard and like going through having all these mental breakdowns and things when I could have just been like fucking doing shitty jobs and like getting the money mm. but I also understand like obviously I've been in the reverse where I've done like the boring jobs and wanted to do like something fun mm. and yeah, you've always got to be, like, working towards whatever it is that you want to do, but also just enjoying the fact that, you know, you're still, like, able to to make money, like, and enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I said what I ever wanted to say, but, like, there's... You can't really have any ego around it as well. Mm. Like, I didn't really care what I was doing. I was just like, I, I, I'm just happy to be getting paid properly, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like it's very intentional that like like cleaning jobs and like emptying rubbish bins jobs and stuff is like low money but it's like hard work. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they're like doing like essential work but and like we need that in our society to function mm-hmm. but like CEOs are like we mm-hmm. don't really need y'all but they'll be making so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I even did like emptying bins and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And it was like super chill, like not mm-hmm. difficult at all. Just like it is what it is and yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, our last one is sexuality and gender and all that stuff like anything you want to talk about <laughs> specifically New Zealand like how, New Z- how it's been in New Zealand versus London mm-hmm. um, firstly I'll start with saying that it's like been a huge journey and also, like, as I said, like, society and time and things have changed. So when I grew up in London, when I was growing up, um, like, being gay wasn't, like, something that people would be open about because yeah. it was, like, a you, you would possibly maybe get, like, beaten up or something or, like, whatever. Um, so I, I came from that space where I didn't feel safe to like express my sexuality although at the time I didn't know that I was like into girls or whatever um, or into women and um, like I said I had like a five year relationship with, with men or with a boy and that was all good like I, I was in love and all that um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like coming here at this time in comparison to maybe what it would have been like at the same time when I was growing up. Mm. I don't know if that comparison is fair. Mm. But um, it's definitely, like... I don't know if it's just, like, the people I surround myself with as well, but I feel much safer here. Like, people just are so much more chilled here and laid back. But then I'm sure, like, if I went down to a certain place in New Zealand, like, <laughs> it would be not cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's all good. Like, I, I, I don't really care. Mm. But... The relationship that I'm in now, 
has really helped me realise and come to terms with the fact that I was hiding myself for so long because I was so afraid to express myself because it never felt safe and yeah. never felt safe to be who I was and mm. I recently realised that a lot of the stuff that I'm into and the things that I do and who I am is not society's perception of what I should be, you know, mm. like being mixed race and feeling confused about like my heritage and where I'm from, not feeling like I belong into evil races and then like also like you know being into same gender and like being into like smoking weed and like spiritual stuff same, like same, no same, one same. fucking cares mm. <laughs> well I mean like everyone like no one cares in a sense of like they don't want you to like they don't want you to be that way like they want you to be another way so like mm. if you want to express those things about yourself and be authentic you're you know automatically you're going to get judged because mm. it's not in, in any box yeah, yeah like you can't be put into a box mm. and, and I suppose this is <laughs> this is the result of it but like, as I'm growing I'm realising like it's safer for me to just be who I am and I'd much rather be who I am than than to hide and pretend because you know I have I have two other bro- brothers that are gay and one of them was like you know he, you know sometimes you can just tell that people aren't necessarily straight um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the vibe yeah sometimes you get the vibe but um like, I remember growing up, like, he would get, like, like beaten up or abused or... Wow. Um, I remember one time when I was young and we were going to a concert and we were just, like, in the supermarket buying some stuff beforehand to eat and then, like, we just... As soon as we walked in, this one guy was, like, swearing and shouting at him, like, oh, you're fucking gay and, like, calling him all of these names and I'm like, why the fuck are you even doing that? Like, we haven't mm-hmm. done anything, just, like to people you don't know walking mm-hmm. into the supermarket like you can see that he's got a younger person with him and you're shouting all this abuse and stuff at him for what reason like mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense so I never like that's like also where it stems from for me mm-hmm. not to feel safe yeah because I didn't I wasn't in like safe environments and like I was all good my mum doesn't care she's like well you know it is what it is like don't like don't love you any less or anything like that like she's happy for me mm-hmm. um happy for all of us she just wants us to be with someone that cares and like loves us and mm-hmm. you know what what anybody would want for their child I suppose mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's been interesting I mean when when I was like an adult in London before I left there's like loads of like gay events and things that you can mm-hmm. go to and like people come together and it's pretty pretty wild um but it's also also still like you have that that like you're scared to openly be that way in public because there's still people mm. who would just talk shit. But yeah. I feel like more and more we've become a little bit more accepting. Mm. But also at the same time, I I used to get quite confronted with like people just like outward like shouting out about their sexuality like them being gay or something because I I felt like you know that's <laughs> it might sound a bit wrong but I, I would feel like I, I guess triggered in a way because I knew that yeah. before that wasn't yeah. okay and mm. then now it's I didn't I almost felt like it was a trend you know yeah, yeah like it was something time. to yeah. boast, boast about it's like something that's cool and I'm like nah man mm. like people used to actually like, like people get just continues still get abused yeah people get abused for it and stuff and it shouldn't and it's Mm -hmm. like if you know i I don't know 
almost yeah. just feels like a trend sometimes. Yeah, sure. and it's a massive privilege to be able to like walk mm. around and be like openly yourself and stuff. And I feel like you've got to really like catch yourself if, and be like, damn, I'm really in a really good position to be able to like mm. be who I am and like fuck with whoever I want to fuck with, you know? Like, mm. I see that with my friends and stuff, and I'm like, damn, you don't know how much privilege you have, like being able to walk around. And like express yourself as you really are and stuff, mm. and it's obviously like good for them, but it's also like Just there's a lot of people privilege. that are like in a really much shittier position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know it's good to express yourself and stuff, but also just remembering that it, like you say, like it is a privilege, and like not doing it in a way that is like I don't know. Feels like it's the wrong intention, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, like flaunting it. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, it's like, can I say that because like, I if I, I had the opportunity, yourself, yeah, you know? and I'm like jealous, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think it is yeah. rooted in like a bit of jealousy. Yeah. Kind of. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yeah, I really so appreciate it. Yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot. <laughs> Damn. Um, we really appreciate having you on, and all the best for the future your dreams thank you you too (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for listening and we hope to see you guys in our next episode um give this a follow and follow our instagram melanin on the mic and yeah thank you thank you gracias bye Bye. ciao